Very good television podcast. I'm Liz Shannon Miller at Liz on the Twitters. And I'm Ben Travers, Ben T. Travers on the Twitters. And happy Monday as you listen to this. Happy Friday as we record this. And uh, we're going to talk about movies today. It's weird. It feels weird. It doesn't feel natural. It feels a little uncomfortable, frankly. Uh, but we're going to try it. Mostly because these movies, I think, both the at least one of the movies we're talking about today is really great. Um, but also feels a little like TV, and I think that's a weird thing. So um, to start things off, uh, I'm not going to talk about that movie. I'm going to talk about The Ballad of Buster Scrubs, which, Ben, remind me if you've seen or if you haven't seen. Nope. Nope. Okay. Well, I watched it, and this movie has been really interesting in terms of conversations that we've all been having about television, because... Um, for a little while, there was a period of time where people thought it was going to be a TV show. Yep, there was a lot of confusion even before it premiered at Cannes, right? Where right, people yeah. Were thinking it was might be a TV entry at Cannes because they've done that before. Yeah, and I think like it, it's you know it definitely plays like an anthology series. If you have, it, and by the way, it's on Netflix right now, which is kind of like I feel like there's a quasi bonkers element to this award season where hey that movie that you've been told you need to see that the the prestige the big prestige picture that has been on the horizon forever oh no it's just on netflix right now you can watch it instead of watching fraser reruns so um it's like the the fact that that's the same that is it is on the same service is i mean i i feel like i should be used to it at this point but i still am not if that feels, if that, if that makes any sense. Well, I think a lot of it is is kind of the way our minds just divide stuff into categories naturally. So, you know, we think of something as TV and it belongs on TV, even though we watch television shows on our phones and on our computers and on, you know, iPads and everything else other than an actual television. Um, we still kind of put them into boxes and then you put movies into boxes and movies are for theaters and um, movies can be watched at home now, but usually it's through something um, other than these services, which we're just getting used to relying upon. Like we're just getting used to relying on Netflix to have their original movies forever, um, as opposed to the stuff that like kind of comes and goes, which is a little less reliable and a little less you know consistent and stuff like that. So it's it's definitely a split that you have to come to terms with, but. Um, Liz, can you, can you summarize the ballad of Buster Scruggs? Can you like talk about just, I know it's separate stories, but like what, what's the thread here? Like, what are we, what are we, it's a Coen Brothers movie, but what yeah. are we talking about? People are bad. That, that, are that bad. That's basically the gist of the, of, of every, of every short. And, and basically it is a, in the best way to describe the ballad of Buster Scruggs is if you added five minutes to each one of the parts of this film it would be a six-part anthology series and the message would be it's people are bad and that's basically what i have like you know i i really feel like a lot of these a lot of these shorts there there are six shorts in this whole thing and a lot of them are just completely nihilistic and sad and i 
honestly, like, I found it pretty disturbing. Like, the, just just the fact that, like, I feel like the Coen brothers used to make things that at least had some acknowledgement of humanity. Like, they had some hope and faith that things would be okay. And that's not in this one, I don't think. It's a really bleak offering. That's, so that's my summary for you. Um, maybe maybe you'll disagree with me. Like, maybe you, you'll find it really uplifting. Like, I don't know. Well they're, well, they're at least all, they're all Westerns, right? Like, it's yeah. all... It's all, set, it's all set in, like, the quote-unquote Western time frame. And then is Buster Scruggs Tim Blake Nelson and he's, like, the storyteller? Or does he tie it together at all? Or, like... No, there's there's no narrative connection between any of the shorts. Uh, Interesting. Buster, okay. Uh, yeah, Buster, Buster Scruggs is the first of the shorts and Tim Blake Nelson is, is that character and he is in the first episode and... Uh, to the best my best my recollection, that is the only one he appears in. Interesting, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like this is one of those movies where you know a lot of people will just go with it because it's it's a Coen Brothers thing, like it's a, it's a Coen Brothers project, and yeah. people love the Coen Brothers. And when you hear that, you're like, well, yeah, I'll watch their new thing. I don't care what it is; I'll discover it as I go. Um, but kind of, you know. <laughs> rounding out that recommendation or 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 finding uh the the kind of uh what is an elevator pitch to, to give to people in case they're just not sold on the cohen aspect it's like okay well i guess you know if you like franco or if you like um oh shit i can't remember her name um zoe kazan yes zoe yes yes zoe kazan um, the only the only woman who actually has a character worth half a damn in the movie well that's kind of terrifying yeah it's like her and Time Daly at like second position. Interesting. Yeah, what I'm saying is what when, when I when I say that I mean I that Time Daly is the only other female character who has any amount of agency worth a damn. How long does the whole thing run? It's, oh, good question. I'm gonna look that up for you. Um, but it's it it is. I, I remember like the last part is oh it's one it's uh, it's an hour th- it's 133 minutes so it's an hour mm-hmm. 13 two hours 13 um I know that the last part runs far longer than I expected it to interesting um it's like it's like a good 20 minutes versus the other parts but uh yeah god like <sighs> Man, I want to spoil things for you, but I don't. I I don't want to, but it's just like, I my 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 frustration over this movie is completely different because like I feel like maybe if this movie was actually a six part limited series, it, it they they could have taken the extra time, they could have fleshed things out, they could have made it worth a damn. And then the other movie that's worth what we're talking about in this context of prestige films that are you know, kind have like TV DNA within them is Widows, which is a movie that is very drastically cut down from a full length, uh, from, from, from a TV limited series, um, to a feature film. Yeah. And, and McQueen, you know, he, he wasn't really, Steve McQueen, the director wasn't really, uh, interested in copying anything that came from the series. Like when, when I asked him about, um, whether or not he ever considered making it a series. I mean, he had lots of thoughts about television in general, but he basically said no because it had already been done. Linda LaPlante's uh, 1980s uh, British miniseries had kind of covered that territory. So he really wanted to 
you know, make a version of the story that was his own and would stand up to today and, and um, would really play well cinematically. So um, it's interesting that he brought in Gillian Flynn, but I think, uh, you know, despite her recent success in Sharp Objects, uh, you know, he saw her as, as a screenwriter as much as, you know, he saw her as a, as a TV writer. Um, but it's interesting to like watch the movie play out because it, it never really like aside from kind of the many different narrative threads that are running at the same time. Like there's a, there's a expansive cast, uh, within the movie that's worth tracking. Um, besides that, it doesn't feel like a TV show. It very much feels like uh, a unified movie that's working quickly toward, a resolution and is circling around one very basic concept, which is these widows are trying to survive and, and, you know, <laughs> take back their, uh, take back their authority, so to speak. But, um, but yeah, it's interesting to, to, to see how that was built around Chicago and to see how that was built from the bones of a TV show that, uh, McQueen really loved. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you watched it, Ben, did you feel like you're watching? Did you did you feel anything like, oh, I can see why this was originally a TV show? Uh, again, I I don't think so. I mean, I could I could see how it could be a TV show because I can see how a lot of different stories um, could be adapted that way, and and this is something that you know obviously had so many good characters that spending more time with them definitely would have felt like. Um, a justifiable decision and yet at the same time you know uh, I'm very ready for movies you know I'm very ready for uh, you know quick conclusions and and forward momentum and Widows gives that so well like and and keeps that going so often that um, it just it just kind of worked so I didn't I didn't think much about it yeah I mean I yeah I I hear you on that Uh, watching having watched the movie myself like there is a part of me that's like that. I feel like there, there, there's such the the storytelling is so efficient to a degree where it feels I I I felt like my I was noticing oh yeah this is something that would have definitely been like an entire episode um, if I was watching it as a as as a limited series and I wish I had the opportunity. Unfortunately, Widows is really hard to track down um, yeah. as at the original show. So uh, we don't have the opportunity to go back and like really uh, evaluate the differences, uh, but I don't. I do. I do know that it played like a. It. It. it maybe. Maybe this is. Maybe this is the reason why it played so well. It, it, I went to a. I went to see it in a theater with a public, uh, public audience, and it was gangbusters like people were just shouting and applauding and it was it there was a there were literal gasps like i haven't seen a movie like this in quite some time and i think it maybe it's because the pace meant that it was basically you know cramming you know a season's worth of surprises into two hours yeah, there's. I mean, it's it's interesting in that the like a lot of the surprises. I, I don't feel like there's that many surprises in terms of like an actual twist, but there are surprising moments that are built into it very consciously. Um, so it it worked very well for me in in terms of again like how much it pushed 
on the gas to get through these so it didn't you didn't you weren't meant to have this big build up and then just take that in it was meant to just happen and then you went with it because that's what the characters were being asked to do um and yeah i don't know i i think i think what's interesting about this time of year and uh the fact that a lot of people are pulled toward movies right now um it's obviously because, you know, a lot of good movies come out near the end of the year. They're trying to qualify for the Oscars. Um, there's, you know, the, the bigger movies that tie themselves to the holidays, like Thanksgiving and Christmas. But there's a lot of um, independent movies that are being released slowly across the country. So people have, you know, uh, they're, they're being able to see them at different times. They're not all being given them on the same day and date. And even something like Buster Scruggs, and another Netflix release, Roma, um, those are playing in theaters in, in New York and L.A. before they're available on Netflix. Roma doesn't come out until uh, a little bit into December, uh, but it's at you know the landmark down the street right now. And I think what's interesting about bringing TV into that discussion is at the same time as all this is happening, all, you know, TV critics are making their end-of-year lists, and because there's so much television out there, um, and because a lot of people get a break, at least around the holidays at some point, you know, you get your long Thanksgiving weekend, or you get, um, you know, Christmas break if you're a student or a teacher, or you get to go home for the holidays and take a few days off, um, there's time to catch up on things, and what you were alluding to earlier, Liz, about kind of getting used to Netflix being this service for movies as well as tv shows and being a service for all of these different things is that it all comes down to time like we're all trying to budget time as well as we possibly can and make the best decisions for our entertainment and tv and movies shouldn't be compared because they're very different mediums and because they're telling stories very different in very different ways um among other reasons but when it comes down to just the bare consequence of time you have to make a decision and a lot of the conversation shifts towards movies right now because they're dominating a lot of the cultural conversation there's not quite as many you know gangbuster great tv shows right now as there are in say april and may um but there's still tv shows you could be catching up on and you could be using your netflix or hulu to watch instead of you know tracking down that movie or instead of watching Roma when it hits Netflix uh, because you're going to have that choice facing you and I, I think it's interesting to try to remind people you know these are all of your options there's an endless amount um, please please know what you're doing when you do it and why you're doing it and and as easy as it is to just kind of shift into one mode or the other where you're like I'm going to watch a full season of television right now or I'm going to watch like five movies uh, you can, you know, mix and match a little bit and you can go with what's best for your situation. Um, and the end of the year when you're getting all of these recommendations all at once, it's, uh, it's a tough time to, to parse. It really is. I mean, I, you make a good point about just like, like now that, now that we are reaching, I mean, cause it does, it does feel quieter, like in terms of like everything that's coming out, everything that's being released, it's. I certainly feel like I have a little more sanity uh, in my life than I did maybe a month ago. Uh, I mean, well, it's so weird, Liz, because we talked about this too. 
um, like we say that and it's true and it's it's uh, it does feel a little lighter. But, you know, if you do look at Netflix's Hello? December TV releases, it's absurd. Like they're the content they're releasing on <laughs> on Netflix this month is out of control. It's it's a lot and it's not their prestige fair. You're not getting, you know, a surprise Ozark season three or something. Um, you're not getting that many. I, 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 releases, I, I, I'm still nervous about, about Black Mirror. I think Black Mirror is going to come out of nowhere and just sucker punch us. I mean, it is the time of year where they try to do that. And it's kind of stunning. But I mean, you know, Watership Down, we've been waiting for for a really long time. And that's coming out in yeah. December. They still haven't picked a date, but it is coming out this month. Um, you know, there's there's plenty of stuff coming out. And yet it does feel lighter <laughs> you know, I don't know if it should. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's a, it's. I feel like this, this, this year has been weird. Like, I think Netflix is. I mean, because Netflix, why all conversations eventually come back to Netflix. But the Netflix is at least trying to release a couple of Christmas specials. We've got the Sabrina, Sabrina, uh, Christmas special because I think it says Christmas, like you know, an evil witch. Uh, not not evil, but like you know. You know. I mean, she's involved with Satan in one way or another. She's got the blonde hair. She's got the super blonde hair now. You can't trust her anymore. Um, Fair point. <laughs> never trust a blonde, says someone who is a natural blonde. Uh, you should never trust us. We're, we're terrible people. Um, I don't know about that, Liz, but I mean, it's right to be suspicious because you are trying to murder me. I mean... No, but I've been very upfront with you about that the whole time, so that's fine. Right, but you may not have even gone that far if you weren't a blonde, so, you know. That's a fair point. Would I, would I, would I want to murder you if you if I was not a blonde? Oh. This this is going to... I'm going to have to think about that one for a little while. Um, but I mean, I, I, I like that you brought up the, the kind of holiday aspect of it, too, because... <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm slowly just convincing myself that right now is an insanely crowded, busy time after we just talked about how strictly on the TV side it's a little bit lighter for us. Um, because sometimes it just comes down to the mood you're in, and a lot of people want to get into the Christmas spirit. So instead of watching, you know, one of these top ten Oscar contending movies or catching up on the top ten TV shows that, you know, IndieWire is releasing tomorrow, um, if you're listening to this as this comes out, uh, you know, you might just watch a Christmas special you've seen before. You might just watch a, a Christmas movie you've seen before. Um, you, might you might watch, watch the you Sabrina might, thing. You might watch a Christmas movie that is a sequel to a Christmas movie that, you know, you didn't think right. necessarily was the greatest thing ever, but you might watch it anyway, because why not? Because it's the time of year to do that sort of thing. And again, like, um, no matter what mode you look to no matter what medium you're looking to or how you're looking to watch it someone's going to be providing you with a lot of new content right now um that's just the way you know it's just the, the world we live in but uh it's interesting to see kind of how many things start competing for that attention when it comes down to uh people having more time off you know it, it always happened in the summer with movies people were always like oh this is when we're going to release all our blockbusters because the kids are out of school um, but now we're seeing that, you know, follow suit with television, with specials, with streaming services, with movies uh, for pretty much all the holidays. So, yeah, I mean, it's a good time of year to catch up with anything that you've been missing out on. Hopefully you're using your time. Uh, it's still hard. 
yeah i mean there's it's still good to catch up and it's still hard to do it yep oh man i i mean who doesn't feel behind i i, I just want to shout out by the way to roma um which is i think probably the third movie i was thinking of when i started this when we started this podcast um because that is running on netflix and that definitely like is going to be one where people i don't know like how do you feel like that's going to play on the netflix uh, on, on the netflix platform i mean let me just let me just give my normal you know kind of grouchy old man advice sure um, i was lucky enough to see roman a theater and i say that as somebody who can like who really really appreciates sound um you know high quality sound that i don't have available in my apartment and who really really appreciates the theater experience um wait are you saying ben are you saying that you do not have a studio a, a a movie theater quality surround system in your house Wait, you cut out. What What did oh. you say? Oh, I said, uh, are you saying you do not have a, a movie theater sur- surround sound system in your house? No, I have. I have something that like badly replicates it. Like it's good. For, oh, you actually you know. do you actually have like little speakers? Like do you have? No, I have the sound bar. Oh. Thing that's supposed to like help replicate things, but I mean, it's it's the best I could do with the means and situation. Hey, in, you're you're doing better than me. I have a TV that I plug into a wall. So. Yeah, and, and again, like this is how a lot of people are going to end up watching Roma, and yeah. um, I just think even even with that in mind, even if all the technical specifications come down to you watching it on your iPhone, which you know please don't do, but if that's the only way, whatever, um, just try your best to replicate the theater experience in the sense that you don't have any distractions. This is a movie that's not going to grab you by the shoulders and shake you every five minutes to to keep you invested this is a movie that's slowly going to draw you in that you appreciate kind of the granular detail of and then you get swept up by the personal journey of this central character and you know it's it's a very personal movie for Alfonso Cuaron Um, it's you know ostensibly about a maid um, who goes through kind of a personal struggle on this grand historical backdrop Um, it's all Spanish language, all, all Mexican. Um, it's, it's a tremendous movie, but you do kind of have to sink into it um, in a way that requires your attention. And I feel like television has always been a medium where you aren't asked to give up as much as you are when you're watching a movie. Like your, your kind of learned behavior is that you can, you know, check your phone or you can get up to get snacks or you can, you know, pause and rewind and all this stuff. And, and that stuff's nice, you know, especially if you miss some dialogue or whatever. But um, there's something to be said for immersive experiences. And you have to kind of construct that yourself for this movie. So I don't know how it's going to play. I'm worried that a lot of people will you know, not pay attention enough and kind of just shut it off halfway through if they decide to try it. But um, I think if they, if you give it a fair shake, you're really going to have a, a profound experience. So uh, I hope, I hope that works out. Yeah. I mean, that's a really good point. Like, I think, I think essentially all what we're talking about here today is the fact that, you know, we're consuming movies so much more often as we often do TV shows, especially, you know, and that didn't used to be a big deal before Netflix and Amazon both became like award season players. 
um, because award season was always kind of like this sacrosanct thing where we'd, you know, you have to go to the theater, you have to go, you have to really engage with it because it's important. It's important cinema, and that's why it gets nominated for awards and so forth. And now it's like, oh, I can just, I, I, I could, in fact, watch it on my phone, should I so choose, and should I not want to ruin the lives of the filmmakers involved. Um, but yeah, and I think that's it's it's important advice as well, just because, you know, a lot of people are going to be watching screeners. A lot of voters are going to be watching screeners. But also, you know, when you, when you are catching up like that, um, these kind of releases give it an extra boost. Like it could have been in theaters for a while and you missed it and now it's on Netflix and it's available. So then you actually have the time to watch it. You still need, like if you know it's that kind of movie or that kind of TV show, then you need to make sure you're you're prepared to watch it like that uh whenever you decide to do so yep uh which reminds me i need still still need to watch the outlaw king oh boy yep i need i need to see chris i need right. i need i need to see chris just just for no reason other than chris pine is a fine actor and i enjoy his work nope he'll be on tv next year early next year so. i should i should just wait for that then probably <laughs> i mean i think the point here is, I mean, movies are movies, TV shows are TV shows, but the blend is still happening. And I think, it, yeah, it's been a fascinating time to be, be covering both of them, frankly. Yep. Agreed. Um, ben, unrelated to anything, what was the best thing you watched last week? I honestly don't remember if I picked this last week because, I, I mean... Time is a flat circle, but um, the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel season two is great. Um, I don't. I do not think you picked it last week, so I think you're good. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, good, good, good. Uh, yeah, it's 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 really um, it's everything you want it to be. Uh, they do a very clever job of kind of sidestepping any sort of uh, sophomore slump that sometimes affects these these series. Um, by kind of recreating an arc that had established itself as working well in season one, but also realistically works for another character in season two. Um, they have a lot of fun uh, with kind of changing location, getting outside of Manhattan a little bit more. Um, there's not a ton of like new characters to distract you from the people you already love. Um, I think it's going to play really well. I haven't seen the final episodes. Um, they didn't give those to us in advance, but I'm very much looking forward to finishing it. And uh, I think everybody who liked season one will be very, very happy with season two. Is it eight, eight episodes again, or is it ten? I think I think it's eight. I'll double okay. check. But while I do that, Liz, what was the best thing you watched last week? Um. Well, uh, I just I randomly. It, Goddamn the algorithm, but uh, Netflix surfaced the fact that it is streaming all of Frasier um, currently, and so I've been watching old Frasier episodes, and that show's interesting. Um, it's a fun show. It's it's interesting to re to watch uh, watch a sitcom from that from that prime time period. I I mean I I watched Frasier of course because I was a human being alive in the 1990s. Uh, spoiler alert, I'm old. Uh, 
but I hadn't, I haven't really rewatched the show from the beginning to the end before, and so that's been interesting. Also, uh, Beyond Frasier, I will say, uh, a show that I wrote a loving ode to this week uh, that may or may not get any massive attention is uh, the Netflix slash Discovery Canada series uh, Frontier, uh, which stars Jason Momoa, is so interesting in so many ways. It's basically, basically it's like Deadwood, except it stars Jason Momoa, who's a amazing lead actor, it turns out, and uh, it's bloody and violent and there's sex stuff and uh, Jason Momoa going going off on people. So it, 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 there's a lot to recommend it beyond those factors. There's great female characters. It's a really interesting period drama set in a time period that doesn't get a lot of attention. Anyways, good show. Frontier. You should watch it. Uh, ben, what's the next thing you're looking forward to? Uh, well, before I get to that... Cause oh, I'm, yes. I know Answer your question. I'm, we're going to want to budget some time for it. Uh, the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel Season 2 is 10 episodes instead of 8, um, so you get an extra 2. Uh, that will be out Wednesday as you're listening to this, uh, December 3rd or 4th or whatever that is. It's um, so close, you guys. 5th? I don't know. Um, yeah, very close. Uh, and then Liz's shows are all available now. Three seasons of Frontier and, I don't know, what was it, nine seasons of Frasier or something insane? I think it might be horrifyingly ten. I think there oh, might man. be ten seasons of Frasier. Um, That's a lot, but yeah. it's all there. Yeah. And one can only hope that uh, they make ten seasons of the show that I'm looking forward to next, which is uh, another Netflix series, uh, the the long beloved by IndieWire uh, and and especially now in the year of Sam Elliott, The Ranch. Uh, the Ranch is returning for part six. Uh, highly anticipated new 10-episode uh, entry uh, without uh, Danny Masterson. I know we've said that before, but this time it's for real. He's gone. Um, so we've got Ashton Kutcher. We've got Deborah Winger. Um, Dex Shepard, I think, is in this season. And then, of course, there's the future Academy Award for The Star is Born. Possibly a winner for The Star is Born. He should have won Emmy already for The Ranch. Uh, Sam Elliott makes his glorious return to television slash Netflix. And um, I can recommend this highly enough. It always comes with limitations because it is a... Uh, questionable show when it comes to its politics as well as its perspective as well as its sense of humor but uh, Elliot's role in the show and his character in the show and his arc in the show is outstanding and I will see it through to the end uh, no matter when that happens. oh god I can't cut some enough oh. I was just so disappointed in myself I thought I could really keep a groan going for more than two minutes but it turns out no yeah, you love the ranch, so you don't need to. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, that's love. That's love in my voice right now. Definitely not hate. Definitely. It's, usually, it's definitely what I'm used to hearing, so I think it's love. Um, Liz, <laughs> do you want to just cede your time to the ranch? Because I know that's probably what you're looking forward to. No. Um, by the way, for the record, uh, <laughs> Frasier lasted 11 seasons. Oh, man, even longer. And 20, 24 apiece, like that show man jesus um that's rough 
I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm pulling something a little early. Like I feel like I should probably save this pick for like next week or something. But I am looking forward to checking in with um, our favorite Netflix time travel drama that shows up from Canada every every December for the last three years. Uh, Travelers, starring our good friend Eric McCormick. Um, I. I find the fact that this show exists delightful. I do not really need it to be good. I just need it to be about time travel. I need it to be from Canada. I need it to be fr- be starring Eric McCormick, the star of Will and Grace. That's I, I'm I, I'm a I'm a person of limited needs at this point. Just give me I think that. We've made we've made some really good recommendations this hour, like especially in terms of like you know, there's so much good TV to watch still while these other movies are coming out. Make sure you make the time to watch Travelers instead of Roma. It's, yes, oh, wait, definitely. don't fucking do that. <laughs> yes, I, I, I will officially say Roma is more deserving of your time than Travelers. I, I will officially say that. Like, I, like there, we, we have talked about some potentially great movies. Like, Widows is a great ride. Roma is a beautifully made portrait of life. Um, yeah, movies are good. TV is also good. This week, maybe maybe we focused more on the good films versus than the good TV. I will acknowledge that. Travelers is the kind of show where every time I say its name, I have to think to myself, is that right? Is that the right? That's not the right name. Uh, maybe it is. I don't know. That, that, that actually, that checks out. That feels pretty accurate. But you may... You may get to read more about Travelers on IndieWire.com, where you'll also find news, reviews, interviews, features, all the stuff you like. And make sure to listen to all of IndieWire's other podcasts, including the Turn It On podcast with Michael Schneider. Um, I believe as you're listening to this episode, on the same day this episode comes out, um, a Turn It On episode, very special Turn It On episode with Max Greenfield talking about the leftovers is going to make its debut as well so that's exciting and then on a future episode of turn it on podcast none other than natalie morales is going to pick a different leftovers episode to talk about so you get double the dose of leftovers from double the IndieWire favorites uh, especially tv favorites so make sure to listen to that uh, of course since we're talking about movies you have to listen to screen talk the one that started it all with Eric Cohn and Ann Thompson. And then, you know, obviously, because it's the holidays, you want to feel the joy. You want to bask in the glory of, of somebody who's perfect. Um, make sure you listen to Filmmaker Toolkit Podcast with the one, the only, the great Chris O'Fault. Indeed. Uh, you can find Ben on Twitter at Ben T. Travers. And you can find Liz on Twitter at Lizlet. That's with an I and then an E. Correct. We will be back next week. Thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, keep watching television.